This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, from Coastal Championship Wrestling, from around the entire wrestling world, we're gonna talk to him right now, the one and only Gangrel. Hello, sir. How you doing? Man, banging and banging 24-7. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Well, it's good to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, right off the top, Coastal Championship Wrestling, we just want to get this fir first plug out of the way. You guys do have tapings coming up May 27th, May 28th uh, at the CCW Arena, in, CCW Arena in Pompano Beach, Florida. Get your tickets over at CoastalChampionshipWrestlingFL.com. Did I get it right? Yeah, sort of, yes. Okay. What but, I do wrong? I might have a coastal shirt on because I had to go do some. I, I, I didn't get in until four in the morning, so you got to forgive me. And I was up at five thirty running errands, and uh, it's, it's hectic, man. Like I said, it's twenty four seven. But there are tapings. It is at Coastal's uh, venue, but it, it, it's a different brand. It's Championship Wrestling from Florida, the old CWF. So uh, with Kevin Sullivan heavily involved, and uh, bringing back that retro feel. And the old old Florida style of wrestling and stuff like that. So it's a very exciting weekend. Um, tough weekend to do it on Memorial Day weekend. I would love more myself to be at the beach as a vampire. I'm a tanfire. But uh, I took this weekend off to work on this project. So um, so we're going to be there this weekend. We got two tapings, one at 6 on Saturday, one at 4 o'clock on Sunday. But uh, I'm very excited about it. Uh, being a Florida guy growing up here in South Florida, born and raised. And uh, so growing up and watching championship wrestling from Florida, I'm very, very excited about this project. So I guess right off the bat, then I, I should ask what what made this the right time to do championship wrestling from Florida content and bring stuff like that back to the masses? I, I don't know if anything is ever the right time. It's just how it falls, falls into place. You know what I mean? You know, you see an opportunity, you seize it. You know, I, I think maybe we rushed it or we're jumping on it. I think uh, we should maybe have a little bit of more of our ducks in a row personally they're, they're, they're probably the office guys are probably going what the hell is he saying on here but but uh because you know, you know when you do everything and you, you gotta in this day and age coastal uh, ccw runs so many shows they run like 150 shows you start getting spread thin and you're not trying to use cross talent you're not trying to cross talent but to have a large amount of fly-ins gets very expensive so it stresses the budget so i think long term it kind of hurts hurts the, the content of the show, like when you're on a little bit of a limit of who you can bring in and can't bring in and stuff like that. So I would have liked to have stretched it out a little longer and had some more ducks in the row. But um, is there ever really a right time? You just got to go for it, man. You're either all in or you're all out. That's, that's all I know. Tell us about the, the vibe of the show because um, the part of Nilo was mentioning looking for kind of a throwback vibe. Uh, Dan Lambert's involved as well and, you know, kind of bringing back sort of the, the territory days. So what can you tell us about the, the overall vibe of the show? Uh, very excited about Kevin being involved, Kevin Sullivan. Kevin is writing the show. It, it, it's Kevin. So, and a lot of people ask me, what's going to make this different than CCW? Well, what's going to make a difference? It, it, it's Kevin writing it. It's not Nelio or his booking staff writing Coastal Championship Wrestling and stuff like that. So, and what's exciting for me about it is I'm learning from Kevin. I'm learning how to, uh, I'm learning how he put things together, how, how he views things and his mindset and 
whens and whys and all that. So that's a very exciting time for me. It's just 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 a person that loves professional wrestling and being in it 37 years. I learn every day. So uh, every minute I spend with Kevin, I'm learning. Dan Lambert is amazing. Uh, I believe he gets overlooked and stuff. Sometimes his promos, he's just out there speaking the truth and stuff like that. But he is such a historian on Championship Wrestling from Florida. He is so passionate about it. So uh, I think that's going to be very cool to bring bring him in on that. I, I mean, we need more people with that kind of passion. Running a wrestling training facility, I, I wish everybody had the knowledge of professional wrestling like Dan Lambert does when they walk in there. I don't care if they're Haiti. If they're hating on it, they're mad and they're cussing, but they're watching it and they have a knowledge and history of professional wrestling. And that's missing so much nowadays in wrestling. Um, people think I uh, get down on all the uh, the big moves and this and this and that. I, I'm not at all. If you go back and watch my earlier stuff, you'll see me doing silly things like jumping off the top of a pole across the guardrails and stuff, thinking that's what I had to do. But uh, but just uh, just I just I love all that. But I think you need that history of professional wrestling. And then I think I wish everybody had the knowledge of all the past and you know, all the wrestlers that play. And that's what uh, Kevin's there. And then with Dan, with his, with his uh, fandom, you know, his, his knowledge from being a fan of it is going to add a lot to it too. And I'm uh, just really looking forward to it. I, I think that's, what's going to be different. It'll be retro. It, it, you can't create anything new. The only thing new is what's been forgotten. Um, but I think you can, you can rewind things back and then sprinkle in some of the modern in it and um, do it. I'm just a little worried, you know, uh, that it's rushed. I'm worried that it's rushed. I really am. They'll kill me for saying that. But that's truly my my biggest fear is it's rushed a little bit. Like, because uh, there was no right time to seize it. Things just fell into place right now. And they said, all right, we either go for it now or, or we don't. And we went for it. So, uh, man, I'm excited. It's like Pandora's box. I don't know what's going to open, what's going to come out, and how it's going to go. The whole world may crap on it on Monday morning. I, I don't know. But I know that I'm truly passionate about it. I know Kevin is, and I know Kevin's really worried that his name's on that. And, and he doesn't want people looking at him going, oh, he's lost it, or he's out of his mind, or what is Kevin thinking, or something like that. Truly, truly, he's so brilliant. And I'm learning so much from him to, to carry on, because I believe wrestling goes in cycles as well. And uh, I think it'll go back to some of the storytelling and, and um, you know, characters and, and getting things across and just... Uh, just learning so much. It's just a learning experience for me. I feel like uh, a guy that just went back to the school again. I have this passion, and it's on for the whole other side of wrestling. It's not the in the ring, but it's just the wins and whys. That I didn't know that I just did naturally. A lot of it, I just felt naturally. But I think if I would have had this knowledge as I went into uh, WWF at the time or other or the tail end of territories, if I could have had this stuff I'm learning now, it would have been a lot different path. But um, I'm grateful for everything and, and, and the journey. The journey is the jewel. And, and I love it, and I'm very excited. So I got a, a bit of a two-part question because you're talking about training, and we're talking about uh, throwing it back a little bit. My first question is, since you're the head trainer at Coastal Championship Wrestling, what's the first thing that you tell students who come in looking to train under Gangrel? The <laughs> first thing is, I tell them to leave. <laughs> Ron, this is not for you. I mean, you know, I, and I'll ask him constantly weeks. Is this a hobby or is this something you want to do? If it's a hobby, tell me it's a hobby because, you know, I'm not going to, like, waste my time or the class's time. If, if it's a hobby, I'll, I'll, I'll train you well enough to get through. But if you're passionate about it and, and you want to train, I need, I'm going to come at you 100% and then some to try to get you in the right place because I, I truly believe that footwork is so important. You know, uh, when I train young ladies and, and gentlemen, 
I, I, I would spend, if I could, I know it's about faster pace now in this, this society, generation, everything has to happen, like bing, 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 kind of like DWF is, but uh, I would spend three weeks on the floor alone with them, just walking through footwork and learning to roll out there on the floor before they ever get into a 16-foot ring. Then I would teach them the moves from like headlocks, wing locks, top wrist lock, double leg, single leg, uh, double wrist lock takeover, all, all these moves that don't involve ropes or anything. And then when they could tell me a story in that 16-foot ring in the center without breaking contact for 20 minutes, I move them into an 18-foot ring. And then I add ropes, tackles, and other things in. So, you know, that first three to five months, I would spend on footwork and bumps and rolls, you know. But it's a lot faster paced now. But I tell them to get out the door when they first come in. I say, get out of here. It's not for you. And, um, but uh, they stay. And I'm it, it very blessed to um, have students that actually care. I tell them to watch more wrestling. I try to give them a quick, uh, I try to feel them out on their history of wrestling, what they know and how far back they've been watching it. But unfortunately, I could say 90% or 80% of uh, the people that walk through the door are, haven't watched anything from the 80s or the 90s or even possibly in 2000. You know? <laughs> it's it's kind of sad, but uh, hopefully it can turn that around. We do a lot of history at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I send them out. Last week's homework was night. They had to come in and give me matches from 80 to 82. I didn't care where, what era, or like, like uh, what, if it was all Japan women or if it was Mid-South or Middle East, whatever, they had to go watch matches. So I try to keep a lot of that history in there, which goes back to the stuff that is really cool that I'm learning from Kevin, you know. And that kind of brings me to my follow-up is you're working with a lot of up-and-coming talent, both in training and also in the ring, live in front of fans. What stands out in today's crop versus when you were coming up and you were getting started in wrestling or just making your name? What, what, do, you, what do you mean? What stands out? Like, what stands out of like today's crop of talent? What, what's different? What's, what's well, standing out differently? I, I, I blame, this is going to sound negative, but I blame video games and movies. You know? <laughs> like, so what stands out is a guy will come in at 150 pounds and, and thinks he could take out 10 310 pounds, six foot five guys, you know? Uh, so it's more acrobatic. Uh, they're more, uh, it, I always say, think, think, shoot, but work, right? It's got to be believable. So if, if you're 5'10 and, and I'm 6'4 and I want to walk through the door and you're telling me not to go, am I really going to walk around you or, or am I going to move you? You know, I want them to be believable and, and think, shoot, but work, you know? And this generation, it's more, acrobatic and it's more video game set so they come in there you gotta you gotta kind of we do that but you don't want to crap on that because that, that that's things evolve and that's kind of where it's at but you want to be able to guide them and then give them enough uh history give them enough foundation and understanding to when and where to put these things so they can still do these great amazing athletic things but put them in the right places at the right time not running across the ring like a herd of cattle here running from a ufo to run back over here you know just to catch somebody from the top rope to understand why you're doing that move when to do that move and, and, and where and how to get there safely with the less less foot movements and stuff like that where where everything you know i, I teach them constantly i say uh, slow is smooth smooth is fast you know 
it's not it's not it's not a race out there it's just being in the right place at the right time having confidence and, and trusting yourself and trust your gut trust your gut if it doesn't feel right and it feels off more than likely it is you know <laughs> so who are some people that that you've trained re- either now recently um or in the past that, that stand out to you of like all right this this guy or girl has it and should probably be on television sooner rather than later uh, Jacob Fatu, I trained. He, but he's doing this thing out there. Jacob Fatu, uh, Rusev Miro, I trained with him. So they're out there. Uh, we got guys coming up in the school now. Here, uh, personally, in my set right now, in my circle, there'll be one to watch out for called Damian Finrear. Uh, Dan Lambert will be working with him. Uh, there's a, a French trio gentleman from Haiti named Lakai, who's tremendous. If he just gets the right opportunity, the right place, there's some. There's Ruthie J. There's Matoldi, another Bulgarian. I got another Bulgarian named, they call him Meadow, but his name is Matoldi. Uh, I don't know if he won't be doing Championship Wrestling Florida, but he's heavily involved in CCW. Uh, he's another one coming up. And he was like one that first joined. He, he, he came in from Bulgaria. He, he washed dishes. He went to the wrong city. He went to Pensacola. Up in South Florida, he went to Pensacola. He didn't realize it. Like, he just went to Florida. <laughs> Dude, I'm like eight hours or 12 hours away from there. So he ended up working little jobs. He got down there. His uh, first month in wrestling, he ended up with somehow he ended up with blood on his brain from holding his breath. I kept telling him to quit. Get out of here. It's not for you. Go back to Bulgaria. Uh, you know, save your heartache. But, man, if he's not going to be another another success story, I, I truly believe he'll end up on, on TV sooner or later, too. He's going to follow in the footsteps of Muro. Hopefully, he, uh, hopefully he stays a little bit more uh, focused in there all the week. But, uh, but Tony's a great kid. So, yeah, there's a few of them coming up. Ruthie Jay's another girl. She's done some darks. There's, there's a lot of talent coming out of there, and they'll be coming up soon. I'm a, uh, I'm a big ECW fan from back in the day. Oh, yeah. You, uh, you had some time in ECW, and I don't think many people realize that, including a match you tagged uh, against the Steiner Brothers. <laughs> Can you talk about working with the Steiners? And also, if you've got ECW stories, I will sit here for days and listen. <laughs> well, ECW, I can tell you, this was the first time I walked in and seen them openly snorting cocaine and taking acid before the matches. I was like, ah! <laughs> but I should have known that being with Luna, uh, working there, and that was the mindset in that place, insanity. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, ECW was, uh, you know, I don't. I kind of just fell into it. Me and Luna are the weird spot in our relationship. We're kind of back. And uh, I, I think it was more of a rib. I, I, just, I truly feel like they believe me in, brung me in to rib me or something. I go in there. I work Hack Myers, have a fun night. Not Hack, uh, Hack Shaw, Hack Myers, he passed away. I had a, a match with him. And then they had me do this match with Dreamer immediately back to back. But it went well. It was uh it was, it was one of those all over the place matches. So I thought that would be it. But then they brung me in and, they were saying you're going to work the signers. And I got along great with the signers. So they would go, hey, make it look good. I think they want us to rough you up. They would say weird things like that. I go, what the heck is going on? So I always got the vibe that I was being ribbed there. But uh, but I never was because, like, uh, not, nothing ever happened. So it was just, I was just, just like weird throwaway matches, weird throwaway matches. And eventually I just drifted out of there. And uh, me and Luna separated for a while. And that was it. So I wasn't there very long. I mean, I probably did. Uh, well, I don't know, probably 10, no more than 15 matches there. You know, a lot of it was when they came into Florida, but I think it was just throwing me in there. I, I say ribbing, but it wasn't ribbing. I don't know what it was. It was just, it, it was, I, I loved it. I like that. I love that style. I'm great with that style. There's no thinking to it. You just go out there, feel the crowd. and I, I say fight, but wrestle, do whatever feels natural and, and 
safely and put it in things. But it was a fun time, and it, it was a brief and a short time. But I do love ECW. I'm with you. I think there's a time and place for everything, and I think that was the right right place and time for that, and it's amazing. I love going back to 2300 Arena. I'll be back there in July. Uh, so always a good vibe in there. Uh, nothing but good memories. Uh, even even the, the the short brief time that could look on. If I if I dug deep into it, I probably could turn it negative in some way. But but uh, it, it was all good times, you know. You you remained active on on the independent scene. You recently wrestled uh, Josh Bishop, who we had on the show, and and talked about that match. You wrestled Orange Cassidy a couple <laughs> years ago. Like what was Josh, what was that match like? Share the ring with him. Josh has curly hair, a big blonde, like a little. Yes. Bit. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's cool. <laughs> he hits hard. Did he hit you hard? No, he didn't. I think he was working extra light because I said, if you hit me hard, because uh, Kurt Hawkins, Brian Myers told me, hey, he's a big stiffy. <laughs> so I said, hey, <laughs> before the thing goes, and I guess uh, Brian was winding him up. So I, he came in there working extra, extra light. Then he realized probably that I'm the stiff one. I'm in the one pounding on people. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like? He goes, hello, stiffy. <laughs> what was the match with orange cassidy like sharing the ring with him because he's on an incredible run right now with AEW. it was weird because i had a lot of older guys uh come to me this was like he had just signed but i don't think they've done anything yet when i had that match i might have been on a, a joint game changer show maybe i'm not sure it was uh somewhere yeah, it was blp yeah it was blp uh game changer two cups stuff yeah. i think it was mania weekend before AEW like had their first show yeah, and I, I think we were going to the ring. I, like, I looked out there, and all the, the older guys were calling me up. You're going to have to kill this kid, you know. Like, like some of the older guys, I'm not going to mention their names, but they were shitting on him. Like, hey, he's taking the piss on wrestling, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, because as they're telling me this, they, I don't think they stop and think about the characters I've done. I was the black heart, so I was the bastard son of Sue Hart with the black mask. And then I wrestled as a vampire, so I'm like... <laughs> I, it, you know, I'm sure those guys, when I was coming in in, in uh, 87, 88, 90, and all that, were going, what is this kid doing? You know, same thing they're probably saying about Orange Cassidy. They're saying about me wrestling with fans, you know what I mean? So I'm like, ah, I don't know. Let me let me hear it out and get there. So I start watching the show. I look out there. Fella, I don't know, it might have been G. Raver. I don't know who it was. Fell from the ceiling, about ripped his arm off and was bleeding all over the place. There was blood everywhere, glass. And I, so I, I come back and... I could tell Orange Cassidy was really nervous to to uh, kind of try to explain his character to me, but I I knew it already, and uh, and I knew I've been on shows with him before he was doing the Orange Cassidy thing, so I knew he's a hell of a worker. And uh, but he he was nervous. <laughs> he goes, "What do you want to do?" I go, "I, I want to do exactly the stuff you do because there's nothing else we could do after everything that's happened out there. There's blood, guts, dives. They have seen everything but comedy, you know. So uh, that was the only approach to go that, that made sense." And I went out there, and, um, and, and I'm not against trying any new things and stuff like that. And, and it, it turned out it worked. It was for that crowd, that that building, and um, it, it worked for the for that that set. So I, I think he's a great guy. I talked to him and saying, "How how long do you think?" You know, my biggest concern when I was talking to him after that match, as he's talking about going to a, as he's going to AEW, how long could he do that character or make that type of character work? How 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 much longevity is in being like the sloth, you know, whatever the deal is, one cool summer, whatever, where you just, you know, wearing backpacks and kicking people, you know, how long do you think he could do that before it gets old? And uh, he's doing it a lot longer than I thought he could. He said he was going to hopefully transition out of it, but I, I don't think he's had to. I think it's still getting over and people are buying it and, and uh, happy for him. 
Can you talk to me about Vigo? Which Vigo? I'll be <laughs> the, uh, After Dark? Yeah, let's talk about the After Dark. I saw that you're going to be the star of that movie, and there's a, a few other wrestlers that are notable in this uh, in this feature. Let's talk about it. Yeah, uh, so it's, it's a vampire movie, of course. It only makes sense that be my first feature role would be in a B-horror movie, Vampire. Uh, so it's kind of like the um, Sin Bodhi's in it, Paul London's in it. It's, it's like the Lost Boys meet interview with a vampire, basically. So uh, Vigo is a venture clan, which uh, I wrestled with Gangrel. Gangrel was a clan. Uh, there'd be like another clan would be Bruja. So it's not like, you're, it's the type of vampire you are. It's kind of like a family name, like Heath is a family name or, or whatever your last name would be. So uh, more of a proper like 18th century vampire or something like that with a puffy shirt, because that's why I got put into that spot. And uh, Simbodi, he, he's opposite as a vampire, uh, but he's a bruja. He's opening a nightclub. He's trying to mingle with humans and make vampires cool and relevant. And what I much wanted to do in WWE is the vampire character. And uh, I want to keep it dark, secret. You know, I got my group of uh, vampires eating rats, and I'm keeping them, you know, I'm kayfabing them everything. I'm keeping them in the dark about everything, so to speak. But I'm in the next room killing hookers, prostitutes, and whatever, homeless people. <laughs> you know, I'm dining on blood, feasting, and this and that. So basically, it's just a struggle of uh, uh, vampires coming up and an old school vampire trying to keep a rain on some stuff on the old school one. And then it ends up in a big, big uh, fight scene towards the end. And, and I don't want to tell you everything, but, uh, but, but yeah, so it's basically the Lost Boys meet interview with a vampire. It's fun. That's a four-bar four bar horror movie shot. Like, I did all my stuff in, like, less than four days, which he was cramming it in there, but my schedule was so crazy. I, I'm so blessed. I, I still wrestle Friday, Saturday, Sundays. I'm training Monday through Thursday and then squeeze the stuff, like, the movie in and stuff like that. So I'm very blessed, and, 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 I, and I love professional wrestling, and I owe it everything. It, it saved my life, and it's still saving my life, and I'm just grateful. But that movie was it's something new. It was fun. I've done acting. I've done stuff like Cougar Town little bits and pieces here and there, but that was cool to do that. I kind of felt like I got the fever for the flavor, but uh, I'm so busy that I didn't chase that, you know, that flavor, you know, uh, but I feel like, yeah, I would like to try to do another horror movie. I want to call with Tom Devon. I want to get with him and pitch, pitch one I got. Maybe I'll invest my own money in and do my own kind of project with him on something else, but we'll see how that goes. But, but I did get the fever for it, the fever for the flavor. <laughs> One person that uh, a lot of people have asked about, she made her debut last year at AEW, Double or Nothing 2022, um, and you helped train her, Paige Van Zandt. Hasn't been seen since then. Has she been training or anything like that with you? You haven't seen her, and I haven't seen her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think she broke her foot or something. So she did that. Uh, she did that match, whatever it was. Uh, I believe I was there that weekend because um, I did something with the Young Bucks, I believe, uh, out in Vegas. And... Uh, for AEW, but came home. She said she was going to come review the match, and then, then I didn't see her. I, I, I haven't seen her. And then, like a week ago, she wrote me saying she wanted to come back and start training, but uh, I haven't heard back from her. So I said, I'm here. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> she had a lot of potential. Uh, she seemed to like it. She picked it up naturally, but uh, I don't know what happened to her. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe it's a crazy world. They, they make so much money on these OnlyFans and this and this now, and I feel like they just they just – they're going to cash in on all that instead of get out there and grind. I have no idea. I really don't know. Cause, but she did write me saying she wanted to come back and train. And I, I could tell you she had a lot of potential. And I think if she would have trained uh, steady at it, like you do anything in life, that she could have been very successful at it. 
you have been at this for so long. You're in your 50s now. You're approaching your mid-50s. There are two other names that you face in WCW that are also in that ballpark, and that's Chris Jericho, Rey Mysterio, both active wrestlers. One, working with them back in those days, what was it like? And B, what's the secret to being so active and still with it in your 50s as a professional wrestler? Yeah, I'm, I'm 54 going on 55, so I, I'm not sure how old Jericho is, Ray. But uh, Ray, he's amazingly – I don't know how he's doing it, the abuse he takes, you know, because he was a smaller guy and he just throw it all over the place. Jericho, he, he always uh, – he works smart, you know. He, he did big moves, but he did them in the right places at the right time. Uh, I, but the secret to it, what I believe the secret to everything is, is, is Russ never sleeps, you know. A rolling stone gathers no moss, like – if you just keep going, when you start changing, oh, I'm going to start cheesing my bumps and lean them a little bit this way. Bumps are longevity. Clean bumps, I teach that in classes. If you bump right, you do all your landings, and you roll and you fall, you do all that correctly, you'll be here 38 years later telling somebody else how to do that, you know, because you're going to take care of your body. So uh, clean bumps, you know, not anything reckless. You know, they say you have a bump card. Uh, you can only take so many, but I believe if you take clean ones and you take them properly and you're trained properly, you're, you're going to have long longevity. It's the ones when you let the other person kind of take you out of your rhythm where they're picking you up or something. Those are the ones where they go kind of wrong, you know, where they, where they have more power over, over your control. And um, that, that's the ones that hurt you and stuff like that. But I think it's just staying active. I, I've seen guys say they were retiring or whatever. They're going to stop wrestling. Three months later, I wouldn't recognize them. You know, you – you quit trying to stay current. You, I mean, you stop with silly stuff like trying to keep your hair the right color. Are <laughs> you like you start blowing the gym off a day here, a day there? That becomes like a week here, a week there. You're like, you start going, ah, what does it matter if I eat Chinese food three times a, a, a week instead of just one as a cheat meal? You know, little things like that. And then your body is not active either. You're not on the grind. It's programmed, and uh, it starts. It says, hey, this guy's not abusing me. He's not running. I'm going to start healing myself. So little things that have been out for like 30 years are trying to naturally work yourself back in where, where they belong. And then and, and the pain kicks in, the arthritis kicks in and stuff like that. So I believe if you're active and it's not bothering you, uh, you're able to bump still, bump clean, bump, bump, bump frequently, but smart and, and just keep moving, man. Keep moving because... I mean, when you stop, it's all going to catch up to you. So and it'll all end soon enough. You know, <laughs> you can't cheat time. So uh, just enjoy it right up to the end. We have a, a super chat from uh, Demolition Worm. It says, Yo, Gangrel, how is Morbius in real life? Are y'all Morbin? I will ask, have you seen this film, Morbius, with Jared Leto? No, I haven't seen it yet. It keeps popping up, but I just haven't had the time to sit down and watch it two hours. <laughs> fair enough i i've not I've, I've not seen it i've heard things about it uh i feel like you maybe should have been contacted about this uh when it comes to the vampires and everything but maybe uh, maybe the sequel hopefully yeah, the sequel i have to check it out i won't have any time this weekend but i will make time i have so much wrestling on my dvr that i can't even catch up on. <laughs> like, i'm glad they're not asking any current wrestling questions i'd be like i don't even know man i have to i have to listen to uh, your guys' stuff here and there, or somebody else's, just to catch up on the brief stuff. And then we on is that BS or is that legit? All right, that makes sense to me. I, I don't have time to even watch all the wrestling shows. I have to cheat and listen to the quick uh, uh, news sites and everything else. <laughs> hey, there's a lot out there, a lot of wrestling out there. Just this weekend alone, there's about 
you know, 13 hours of wrestling this entire weekend. You guys talking about TNA and this and that. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I, I have TNA recorded too. I just, I haven't even watched that. And I have a, I trained Jay Vidal. He's there. Like, I don't know if you see. Uh, and uh, so I, I assume he's doing well there. I, I mean, he's a manager slash he's getting some matches, but uh, I, I need to, I need to watch. Cause he always asks me, did you see my stuff? Me home. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, he did, he just did a bunch of stuff to set up uh, his, so he's, he's managing Giselle Shaw, but he was basically representing Giselle in the buildup to the match against Trinity that's airing tonight. So yeah. He's he's definitely getting some spotlight, and that's good news. And this matches, yeah, he's he's doing better. He's doing great. He's really uh, he's young. If he puts a little bit more size on, you know, I think he could break out of that that spot and become a, a star. He really can, you know. Super. Uh, I've I've a, I've a couple quick hitter questions for you. The first one is: Do you prefer fanging or banging? Prefer them both, twenty four seven, fanging and banging. You knew that was the answer, Jeremy. You knew. <laughs> I was trying to see if there was a, a favorite there of the fanging or the banging. Uh, with me, you can't fang out banging. You can't bang it, so it's just fanging and banging. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, another one. Your your Twitter handle is Gangrel13. There yeah. is another famous person who has a 13 in their Twitter handle. It is Taylor Swift13. <laughs> Do you think she is paying tribute to you with her Twitter handle? No, I'm not paying tribute to T-Swizzle uh, either, but I do like her. And I just heard that the other day that, that 13 was her lucky number. And I went, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> like, oh, wait, now I got to ask, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Uh, you're going to kill me, but it's Shake It Up. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to kill you at all. Are you kidding me? That's that's my karaoke song right there. That's that's a banger right there. No, that. Such an easy headline. Gangrel's favorite Taylor Swift song, Shake It Off. Thank you for the Taylor Swift content. Always love that. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, I, that, that's that's all I've got. Jeremy, are, are you good? Are you satisfied? Yes. Anything else that, that we need to touch on that we may have missed, Gangrel? Uh, no, everything's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for covering that. Championship wrestler from Florida this weekend. I'm out there. I, I, I'd like to say thank you to all the, all the fans personally because, uh, and I, I do this all the time because I can't do what I love without them. I can't do what I love without you guys uh, keeping wrestling current and in and, and, and the homes of everybody too and in their mindsets and stuff like that. So thank you to everybody, the whole, whole crazy wheel of professional wrestling, the fans, the, uh, the shows, the, the news sites, the podcasts. Thank you to everybody for just let, allowing me to be able to do what I love and, and keep fanging and banging, you know. <laughs> well, there you go. We got it. Uh, once again, Kevin Sullivan at the Creative Helm this weekend. Championship Wrestling from Florida returns. It's going to be taped on May 27th, 28th. That's this Saturday and Sunday if you're watching us live at CCW Arena in Pompano Beach, Florida. Tickets are available at CoastalChampionshipWrestlingFL.com. This time, I think I got it right, did I? Tremendous. Wonderful. I, don't, I, I have no idea. I don't even know. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. And share, retweet and share. I don't handle any of that stuff. Totally fine. As I go, oh, man, it's a, a day before the show. So I went on there. You'll see I had like a, a lot of quick shares all of a sudden. I'm like, I better share this. I'm <laughs> part in this stuff here. Gangrel, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your time. We appreciate the conversation. All right, guys. Have a tremendous weekend. Thank yeah. you. You too. Good luck with everything this weekend, Gangrel.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.